Thank you for joining me for another episode of After Hours. Man, I am so excited about tonight's episode. I have been looking forward to having uh, our guest on for uh, probably three months. I think we booked him three months. He's extremely busy and uh, pastors an amazing church um, in Georgia and also runs a successful uh, leadership consulting uh, firm, Bill Purvis Leadership. We're going to bring Pastor Bill Purvis on in just a couple of minutes. Um, wanted to kind of talk to you guys a little bit about about culture. It's been on my heart and it's been on my mind. mind. And, and um, uh, we're going we're gonna to dive right into this. And uh, so I want to talk a little bit about how to build a company culture, culture, a business culture, a ministry culture. And, you know, it's a buzzword right now. And uh, Lou, I'm getting a little feedback in my ear, man. <laughs> so, you know, right now I'm right on Forbes and I wrote an article about a year ago called Four Ways to Create a Winning Company Culture. And it's, uh, it probably had six or 7,000 views on it. I got a lot of comments and a lot of people asking me, you know, David, talk a little more about this. And, you know, uh, I think that one of the things, you know, going back into my history, you know, looking at a top-down philosophy, you know, looking at the wrong way to do things. I was taught that leadership existed at the top and, you know, and, and, and you were the boss and somebody did it because you said so, not because they wanted to. And, you know, I learned that was the wrong way and I learned the hard way. And, uh, you know, I think, that, I think that that's a leadership void. And the reason that, that, that companies and CEOs and leaders do this I think it's an ego issue, but also think it's a, I think it's a lack of understanding people. You know, sometimes we view success in the arena of making money or we view success, you know, in the fact that we maybe built something that's substantial financially or we have some folks that work for us or we're impacting an industry. We think we have the Midas touch and we look at that as, you know, man, I tell you what, I must be doing something right. But the reality is I think we stink at leadership sometimes. So I'm asked all the time, man, how are you, how do you do it? And I tell you that I wish I had some great answer that maybe I was just you know born with it or you know hey once upon a time I just got really you know I just got really smart and and and, and you know it, it didn't take me long but I tell you what failure taught me a huge lesson and I had an, a mass exodus in 2008 with about 12 key individuals walk out of my company which represented about six hundred thousand dollars a month and that'll get your attention. So I'm looking at that and I said, okay, and I turned, to, I turned to my wife and then of course I turned to the Lord and I said, God, help me, teach me and show me where my issues are. And I, I realized that company culture was a big deal. I, I realized that leadership and the lack and the void of leadership was a big deal. And I wasn't collaborating with my crew. So, you know, I'm looking at it. And, and one of the most important things I've learned about building a successful companies, and I built a few of them, is, is this. Two words, company, culture. Leadership is about what you do and not what you say. You know, I'll tell you guys kind of the end of the story and maybe towards the middle of the story first now that I, I don't even go into some of the leadership meetings that I have. I go into the main leadership meeting and then I empower my team to have leadership meetings within the divisions and they bring some of the ideas, good and bad. And of course, there's a head. I think that anything that has no head is a freak and anything that has two heads is the freak. But the reality is collaboration is lacking in today's business world, today's leadership world. And I want to also tie it into this, you know, as a, as a faith-based um, company. And, you know, a lot of people that are watching right now, you know that, you know, as a Christian leader, you know, that not only is a Christian that runs a business, but run, running a Christian business, running a God 
blessed and a God-honored business, I think that one of the things I want to really delve into with Pastor Bill Purvis today is also marketplace ministry and really, you know, what that looks like. I mean, is it just, hey, saying a prayer and, hey, God bless my business because I tithe or because I give or because I'm a kingdom financer or are lives being changed inside of the organization? And I think that if we can get that second one down pat, we're going to see, we're going to see things happen that we have only dreamed. So we're going to jump to a quick break. And I want to give our guest tonight, Pastor Bill Purvis, as much time as possible. I'm looking forward to interviewing him. He's an expert. You know, really, he pastors a church of, of, of just several thousand. I, I don't want to get the number wrong, so I'm going to ask him. But um, we're going to bring him on in just a moment. Best-selling author, outstanding man of God, pastor and leader of Bill Purvis Leadership. We'll be right back in 90 seconds. Don't go anywhere. And this guy that you're about to hear from, David Villa, he's one of the most amazing. Give me a round of applause for Mr. David Villa. Keeping it moving. Can I say it again? The power, listen, the power of life comes out of your mouth. The power of death comes out of your mouth. And the power of nothing comes out of your mouth. So if we ain't moving, keeping it groovy. Hey, uh, hey, yeah. Being authentic. That was the word I got. You yeah, know, yeah. when you put money in front of somebody yeah. and somebody will hold it up to the light, you know, right, right, and kind of right. look in there and say, exactly. this, this is real. That's right. I think when they hold you to the light, you know, I think what what I think people see is something real. I do what I do. I'm making it work. You're doing too much. You're making it worse. I'm hitting the road. I'm making the merch. When I get home, I make it to church. Uh, I'm overseas acting like I'm back in the borough. This morning, he was saying, touch people's lives in your pocketbook. Listen, you want money? Money will chase you down. It'll knock you over. It'll kick you in the face, sit down on top of you, and won't let you get up. There's more money on this planet. Come on. There's more money on this planet. You want money? Money's everywhere. But money is attached to people. And when you touch people. What are we doing? If we ain't moving. Keeping it moving. A game changer changes the pace the moment they set foot on the field. They do what needs to be done regardless of their feelings towards it. Game changers are innovative, constantly striving towards the next goal. Game changers do not get intimidated by obstacles, but they get excited by opportunities. All right, this is David Villa, and we're back. I'm going to bring our guest on, and I've been looking forward to this interview for three months, and uh, this is Pastor Bill Purvis. He pastors an amazing church in Georgia. I'm going to let him talk a little more about that. Cascade Hills, Cascade church, Hills church, and also is the founder and, uh, and, and the CEO of Bill Purvis Leadership, and uh, an amazing man of God. Pastor, I want to thank you for joining me tonight. And, uh, man, I tell you what, I've been looking forward to this. Well, I, I've looked forward to it, too, David. I really thank you for having me. I've looked forward to being with After Hours with you for a while. So I couldn't wait till this day got here. I want to say right off the bat, too, a couple of things. One is uh, I, I love your passion. Uh, anytime I've heard you, I just want to go out and do something. You know, I mean, you, you bring it, David. And, um, and then on top of that, uh, you have an awesome family. I've seen the photos. We've interacted some. And uh, your, your wife, Diana, is beautiful. The fact is, you did like I did. You outkicked your coverage. And uh, <laughs> God blessed you real well there. And then on top of that, awesome children you got. I really believe you did it right in the family. And, and then for anyone that may be listening as well that hadn't yet picked up your book, 
your book, Leader Be Lunch, uh, it's got a lot of great truths in it, and, and you know how to lead well. So I, I just want to put that on you right off the bat because I did not want this time to go by without me saying to you what a difference you've made for me and I know for others as well. So thank you so much for having me today. Well, I appreciate that, Pastor. Well, I appreciate that, and Pastor. I definitely outkick my coverage. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes I, I, I know you know this because you're a humble man and, and you also have an amazing family. But, you know, something I think sometimes, we, you know, by the grace of God, you know, our kids, our kids turned out better than we've than we've ever been. And so I, I tell you, man, what an amazing thing. You, I know you're uh, um, you've got ministry and you've got uh, your children are picking up the mantle and so forth. And that's just an amazing thing to watch. And I know we're going to jump into um, to marketplace ministry. And I know that's what my team prepared you for. But I want to ask you just on a, just because I know you're able to off the cuff touch on this something that's really been in my heart lately is on this uh, collaborating among your team and, and when we're looking at teams and building leadership teams how important do you think collaboration is uh, it's essential uh, you know when a team comes together one is that they need to all understand what the mission is anytime a team breaks up it's because somebody began to get their own agenda and so uh, in order to build a culture where that you are all together and all accomplishing something, I think you have to first, you know, have a have a clear mission, know what you want to do, and then when it comes to creating a culture, we say around here and in both uh, Bill Purpose leadership as well as Cascade, we've always said, listen, you're in it to serve them, you're in it to add value. You know, you you go and lift others and add value. If you can, if we can get that mindset. We will get back the rewards, but on the front end, you don't go in there to get something for yourself. You try to help and add value to other people. <clears throat> and um, and with that kind of culture, after a while, people that are self-centered will fade out of that, and people that see what it's like to make a difference and enjoy that, learn how to contribute, they'll they'll thrive to it and flock to it. So I think it's very important. Yeah, I th thank you for that. And, and um, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to kind of go into... Yeah. That discussion a little further. Um, so, we, so then you get a, you get a group of people together. What do you think it is about leaders, especially Type A personalities? I know you've you've consulted with a lot of them. You've mentored them. You know, when you have somebody that that you know is at the top, sometimes is it hard for us? Is it a control issue? I mean, I know sometimes I struggled with that, and and I think I know my answer for me. But what, what's your opinion? Yeah, I, I think mainly with high level leaders, they they they're like this. They, everybody wants to come and get something from them. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be the one that I never leave a conversation with a high-level leader that I don't end it with this. I say, what can I do for you? And, and the reason is I want them to know I'm, I'm wanting to serve. And as a result of that, they, first, it'll take them back. I, because they're used to people coming and saying, listen, give me some money or open a door or make a contact for me. And when you come with, with the desire that I just want to help you, at first, they're a little suspect, like, are you sure? But when they realize your motive and your agenda is right, if you'll add to them, then it comes a day that they may be the very person you go to to help as well. So leading leaders, to me, is uh, is a little different. Uh, you got to be a you, – you, they'll, they'll spot BS. They'll spot inauthenticity. And uh, and you got to be real, obviously. But, but I think leading the leaders is the way that you get a, a better culture in the end because leaders know how to make decisions. Mm -hmm. Leaders know how to solve problems, and, um, and they're the kind of people that if you're with them long enough, you'll grow as well in areas that you never thought about growing before. 
Now, the deal with culture, when you talk about it, you know, I think about several things, and that is that um, you can't succeed in just any culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, David, I've heard this illustration over and over. I had a guy tell me this a while back that's done real well in Dallas, Texas. He said, I did the same thing in a small town in Georgia, and it didn't work. So he thought if he went over to the capital of Alabama over in Montgomery, set up the same business, it didn't work. Then he went out to, uh, to Texas, and it just blew up. I mean, it just grew. And his advice to me was, he said, not every culture is conducive. Not every culture bites or grabs. So some cultures you can't get, you know, you just can't get the success or traction that you could in other cultures. Uh, and if you find that yours is a winning team where you're in a zone and everybody's producing, you, you don't want to mess that up. You, wanna, you don't want anybody on the team that messes that up. You want to keep that right. If you can keep that culture healthy with a purpose and a mission, uh, I think you can achieve a whole lot more. And that culture is like the soil. That's what determines whether or not something's going to grow, thrive, or whether or not it's restricted. Mm. So, you know, that, there's a lot to say about culture. That's good. I, I, um, I love that. So if you have, you, I, I, not every idea is conducive for every area or for every culture. And you know something, it goes to tell you that, you know, sometimes people, I think, when they, when they look at leaders, we always tell them to, mm-hmm. to imitate or to pattern. But the reality is I always say, rather than imitate something that someone does, find out their reason at work. Find out the heart behind it. Yeah. And, you know, because the, that, yeah. that, makes so much that makes so much sense when you just pointed out the culture. When you just pointed out the fact that, you know, when you just pointed out the fact that, you know, that, Going into one state, you know, the product works. Work. I think that you know, leaders. If I'm looking at what leaders do, again, you know, we 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 lay out ideas, and a lot of leaders will say, "Hey, do as I do," but but I think it's do do as do 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 why what I do works. You know, find the heart because the reality is people are moved right by you said passion earlier. You know, I got to give this credit to my wife because she comes up with all the good ideas, but um. You know, a long time ago, yeah. she said to me one time when we were coming up with the company theme, I think this is 10 years ago, and she said, uh-huh. I was talking about passion. And she said, well, you know, passion is contagious. And I said, yeah. She said, well, pass it on. Pass it yeah. on. So passion, yeah. right, P-A, it's, it's two syllables, passion, but really it's three syllables. Pass it on. It's contagious. So is lack of passion. Yeah. You know, so is yeah, – sure I think is. that, you know, sometimes when you have somebody, you know, I tell the guys, you know, an attitude – is, you know, when I look at my kids and say, hey, you know, you have an attitude problem and they're too old now for me to say that, I usually I right. usually go into, you know, it's usually a negative meaning behind it. But the reality is whether it's positive or negative, there's an attitude. And uh, and I think yeah. the same thing happens with, 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 with culture. It's contagious. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, talk, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, you, well, every environment has a culture, as I understand. Every environment. You know, have you, ever, you know, when you go into certain places and you say, well, you know, I'm just not a fit there. And, and it may not be that it's bad. It's just that their culture is different. And uh, I go into cultures or environments at times that are much – I'm a little fast-paced. And so I, I get into some cultures that are so slow. Now, they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. They make decisions real slow. They take action slow. But that's their culture. On the other hand, that's not fast enough for me and it doesn't fit me. So it's the, I'm not right. going to succeed in that. Every culture has its own environment. And, um, and as, that's where we live, where we work, whatever. That's the way they do things. The bad thing is that we don't always know the rules of the culture. You know, I've had people sometimes that have worked here, and you bring them in, and uh, they suddenly start stepping on boundaries 
are, are breaking some rules that to them they didn't know because it wasn't in our job description. And, but mm. everybody around them is suddenly aware, oh, we don't do that. <laughs> and, and they kind of said, I can't believe you did that. And it wasn't, you know, we never said do or don't do. It was just everybody knew the culture. You don't do that in this culture. But that person, mm -hmm. bless their heart, they have to figure out what the culture is like for a long time. Anytime you bring right. somebody in your environment, they're having to figure it out. I also take the same in this. When I'm, when I'm going to hire somebody, I always have to ask a question. They may be a top salesman where they are. They may be a great leader where they are. But I want to know, are they good because they're good or are they looking good because they're in a good culture? You know, mm. you know this. You're in the business that if there may be some booming auto dealership that is just blowing and going, and if you just right. go hire a guy because he worked there, you, you may get a deadbeat. You know, you have no guarantee yeah. just because he was in a good culture that he was good. So I want to know, did he help to add to that culture or was he just happened to be in that culture? You know, that's how you get great resumes that turn out to be Dutch. You know? So that, that you know, there's it's a, funny you a, say that. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that, there's, there's a lot a to learn about there. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because I've hired people and, you know, it's interesting because somebody will put on their resume, rightly so, right? They worked at this place or they, you know, and you know, wow, man, that's a, that's a place that's just blowing up or that place has a lot of yeah. excitement going on. And, you know, sometimes, you know, it, you know, sometimes th that person will, will, will say, hey, I can reproduce what happened there with you. And the reality yeah. is, you know, they weren't necessarily an asset to, to that place. But I want to, I want to turn, um, I want to turn it a little bit before we get into marketplace uh, ministry, right. and I think this kind of centers around it. But you know, how, how important is it to challenge? You know, we, we you know, because right now innovation, you know, whether it's ministry, whether it's you know, um, whether it's uh, business, uh, innovation is 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 a big buzzword, right? You, everybody right. wants to find out. Listen, you know, we, we need to constantly move forward. We have the, you know, we, we launched a product, and next year it's the 2.0, then it's the 3.0, then it's the, you know, it's right. the next one because because people. I think people are accustomed to that. You know, Apple releases a new phone every year, whether it has an upgrade on it or not. You know, they slap a new camera yeah. on it and charge more money for it. So, but innovation is very important. And, um, you know, it, how important is it to challenge the individuals who work for us and work in our businesses, work in our, in our organizations day in and day out to uncover maybe new or better ways to do things? You know, I mean, even looking at the gospel, obviously the gospel is is what it is. It's a, it's a product. It's, it's, it's a, it's been around and it's, it's, it's never changing, but the reality yeah. is we have to find new ways to present it or new ways to reach out and capture this world. And so with, with yeah. regards to challenging our individuals, you know, have you had any, have you had any, uh, any, do you have any advice on that? Yeah, that's, Actually, the good part about that, you led right into it. That's, that's the whole reason I created BPO years ago. Uh, it, the, the deal is, if you're, in a, if you're in a company or a workplace environment, and, uh, and a couple of people are really growing, I mean, they're just hungry, they want to be their best, but others are not, it, it, that has a lot to do with your culture, it has a lot to do with you. The fact is, is that we, there'll, there'll come a time there's a gap between you and your staff, uh, you never want there to be a big gap. Now you'll always go to bed with the, you know, with the dreams and the hopes and the problems. You'll you'll kind of keep the job 24 hours a day. But the people that work for you have to also be growing, because if you if that gap gets too big, what happens is you'll get frustrated because you feel like you're pulling them, and they'll get mm -hmm. frustrated because they feel like they're not in touch with you. And so there's a real need for everyone to be growing. 
I think business in in every way, any business or life that is changing is constantly evolving. You know, we're not the same people we were years ago. I used to have a sermon called uh, 10 Sure Ways to Have Your Kids Turn Out Right. And that was before I had kids. Then I have kids. Now I had this message. I changed it to three things you may or may not want to try. And so you know, if you're if you're not growing, if you're not evolving, and you're the same you were years ago, the fact is is something's being missed, and a lot of it's going to be your own fulfillment as well. And so I, I think it's very important. And what we used to do, actually, with the company, what we do is we try to get everybody growing in the areas that can all grow to want to do their job well, to want to listen to their boss, to be mentored well and, and uh, produce results. And, and if you get the whole team growing, you, you have retention because nobody's quitting. And then you save mm-hmm. a lot of money because people are, are, are you know, if you, every time you lose somebody, you got to go back and pay three times as much to train or retrain. When you're mm-hmm. growing, you're content. When you're not <laughs> growing, you're not. And uh, when you're growing, it. it's, it's, you know, that's the thing about the journey part. Happiness is mm-hmm. not that I'm, I've succeeded. Happiness is, and fulfillment, is that I'm growing. And that's the big thing. So I think it's well, I wanna, personal growth is one of the things we do. Yeah. Absolutely. And I want to ask you just one more question, and I promise you we'll get into to Marketplace. Because I want to ask you some things on Marketplace Ministry. But developing a, a, a you know, this has been around forever. And, and sometimes I think it loses its, its, its pizzazz because it's been around, you know, vision statements and mission statements. I mean, businesses, I think the church a lot of times maybe even got that from certain businesses and then, you know, tied it into obviously the message of the, of the gospel. But looking at businesses, right. you know, they've even abandoned mission and vision statements because it's, it's yesterday's news. But the reality right. is, you know, with regards to mission, mission and vision statements, true, you know, mission statements and vision statements, I've always looked at it and I could be wrong, but I've always looked at it as a vision statement is, is possibly something in business that is for my clients or what we're going to do. Like we're with our automotive uh, department and we do a lot of other things now it's it's connecting dealers with drivers because in that department that our, our customer is the dealer, their customers, the driver, but inside the, inside our company, it's, we have a mission statement and our mission statement is, you know, was really for our employees and it's to create a place where everybody that works there can realize their dreams and see their potential come to fruition. And so it's about our yeah. employees. So yeah. I think personally that, that, that does something to, to people that work for you. I think it, it gets them excited, especially when you back that with action and maybe talk a little bit, because I know that you've, yeah. you've taught on this for years on, on mission and vision and how it, it comes into a, to an organization. Yeah. I, I think you have to have both. It's like you kind of have two legs to walk, two wings on a plane to fly. You know, you need both because they balance you. For me, the, the vision is what does it look like? You know, I want to know mm. the outcome. What's it going to look like when I'm through? And so the, mm. the vision for me is getting that mental picture. That's really what a lot of, that's what leaders really have to be the one that's in on the vision. You'll never mm-hmm. work hard for somebody else's. So you'll quit or you'll stop. But if it's, if it's the leader's vision, then, then it will take some root. So I think the key there is, is, is what does it look like? What do I want it to look like? And, and then the second is the mission is what does it do? That is, what does it do for the, for the company? What does it do for the person who's, who's doing it? And, and that's where it sets them free. It grows them. It teaches them. It breaks out of their fear zones. And it also brings profits and brings, uh, brings you know, achievement, success. And so the vision is to me the picture of where I want to go, and then the the mission is what's it what does it do? How do I how do I execute it? 
And so that you know that if I put the two of those together, because a dream or the vision without executing is nothing more than a dream. And um, mm-hmm. and if I execute it without a good vision, all I did was just shoot in the air. You know, I always like it's <laughs> kind of like that ready, aim, fire. You know, that that sequence. Yeah. That's the sequence you have to follow. Ready, aim, fire. Some people are ready, 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 ready. They never do anything else. Some people, you know, they've stayed in school all their life. They just never got out of the right. classroom. They're, they're working on the 18th degree now, you know. And then there's the people that, that they just, you know, you got ready, aim, and they're always aiming. Aim, aim, yeah. aim. It's in the school. And then there's fire. And and they just aim all the time. Then there's the one who just fire, 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 and then says, did we hit anything? And, and yeah. so... I believe the key has got to be follow that sequence. Ready, get my vision, what I want it to look like, and then and then aim. You know, where, what am I what am I going to do? And uh, and then fire. Let's execute this thing. So that's yeah, that's simple. Kind of my way it's, yeah, it's simple. It's really simple, I'm a man. Simple guy. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's you like, know, something. I think we complicate things because the reality is, yeah. you know, it's 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 simpler than that. It's you know, it, it's the, sometimes we overcome complicate the process. And I and I, yeah. I, mean, I tell you what, that's 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 awesome stuff. So I'm an ass pastor all the time. You know, I'm uh, one of the industries you brought it up a, a few minutes ago that we serve is the auto industry, and you know yes. we serve a lot of business. I am asked right. on a daily basis um, through Facebook, you know, through you know they reach out to my social media team and they say, you know, and I'm talking executives or business owners or general managers or yeah. dealers. Uh, it will say, you know, privately. They'll say, David, you know, man, I appreciate you living your faith. And, I'm, you know, in this is some, it's somewhat of a dark industry in some ways, you know, but I think yeah. the world's a dark place. And they're saying, how do you do it? You know, what, you know, how, how do I do it? And, you know, I'm a Christian or I'm a believer, but man, you, you know, you, you're so outward. And, and I had, a, I had a, uh, an owner of one of our clients. I'd never spoke to him. Um, you know, right. uh, he, he works in our training platform and he owns it in a couple of the stores. He called me the other day or he reached out to my engagement team and said, can I get a hold of David? And they put him in contact with me. He just called me. He said, hey, all I want is to tell you. He said, thank you for, for, for living your faith. And then I tell you what, yeah. I was watching some of the training videos and I saw some signs in the background with scripture on it. And he goes, I've never talked right. to you, but I knew immediately that you guys were, were, were believers. And, 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 and then, you know, so here's, here's the thing. He goes, you know, something, even when that could cost you, you know, or somebody might have an issue with it. And I guess, you know, I want to talk about that. To me, that's real marketplace. I've always been a Christian. I mean, I teased on the pew, you know, my, my family were ministers and pastor, you know, I was a Christian businessman before I was a, before I ran a faith-based Christ-centered business. And today, I'm going to tell you something. God has just blessed my socks off, and I think it's because of that. Um, yes. And so talk yes. a little bit about the differences of that and what you're seeing. Because I know you pastor – I mean, you pastor – is it? don't you pastor over 20,000 20, people? Uh, no. No. It's, on our Easter, we do about 10,000. Now, we'll have thirteen or 14,000 at the same time watching online around the world. Uh, right. Each service – We'll, uh, we'll have probably, I'm, I'm guessing about 45, 4,600 people here on the weekends with four services. But then we'll have almost twice that many watching around the world. We have a, we, we have a high military base here, so when uh, mm-hmm. and the turnover, we'll lose 350 families a year just through the military. Wow. Most churches would go out of business in a year with that. But when well, you're pastoring thousands of people i mean and you're impacting i know i i originally was you know met you through or uh, was exposed to you through uh through christian television years ago and and you know okay. so i'm sure you see 
and you have tons of executives and CEOs and business owners around you. And, and yeah. where does that balance come in? I and mean, what is it, what do you think it needs to look like in the marketplace today? You know, the, the thing that I like, in fact, what you're saying just leads into that. I, I was thinking about this before I called you uh, to, to be on your, to be a guest, guest tonight. I've had like seven phone calls today and every one of them were very high level leaders. I've, I don't have that all the time. Uh, sometimes I get phone calls and there's just a lot of people with a lot of problems that I, I wish, you know, I wish I knew how to solve. But today happened to be one of those days, and I thought, man, how good. I'll be able to end this talking to David Villa. So, so I have talked to some great people today. Every one of these people, they kind of knew what they wanted to do in life, and they went after it. But they didn't throw away their faith when they, when they left the church on Sunday. When they go out mm-hmm. on Monday, they, that's a ministry. They, they believe that the marketplace is where their real ministry is. Um, Billy Graham one time even said that when Christians – who live in the secular workforce begin to live out the gospel, they have no idea the impact they're going to make. And um, mm-hmm. I've often thought we ought to put a sign outside our parking lot when they drive out of the church that says, now entering your mission field. Mm-hmm. Just to remind people, we're in the huddle at church, but our, mm-hmm. our mission field, where we play the game out, is in that job. Whatever that job is, you know, it, if it's bagging groceries, if it's if it's plumbing, if it's coaching, if it's, you know, sales, whatever. And it doesn't mean you, you know, it doesn't mean you wear a big T-shirt, you know, and, and tote a family Bible around, all that. It just means that you, you, you act like Jesus would. You love people. You listen to them. You, uh, you, you, you make a connection because you care about people. Uh, kind of what I, what I do with even my leadership thing is this. I will spend 11 months talking mm-hmm. every month about leadership to leaders, to people that want to grow. And then on that last, at the end of the year, I will say, if you'll give me the opportunity today, if I've earned your respect over the last 11 months, I want to talk to you about my faith now. And and mm-hmm. the world doesn't want to hear about your faith right off the bat, but they don't mind. If, if they can trust you, they'll open up and you'll have a great opportunity. So I, I know that that's the place that probably a lot of your listeners, they're out there saying, you know, I'm not in ministry, and let me help you. We're not all called to do ministry in a local church, but we are mm-hmm. called to do ministry wherever we work. Uh, I'll give you a good illustration. I, I have a, a friend, he's my neighbor as well. He's a doctor that uh, is a surgeon, and mm-hmm. uh, he's got a great testimony. He, he went to Princeton. He's on the board there. His wife went to Columbia. His children went to Yale, Dartmouth, and Cornell. So it's an wow. Ivy League family. But what he did when he started coming to church, he thought, you know, I can do ministry even though I'm a surgeon. And now he Mm -hmm. prays before every patient has a surgery. And he sees his work as a ministry. And half of the people he does surgery on are not believers. But Mm -hmm. they they have a lot of respect. He said he's never had anyone turn him down. And, uh, of course, I guess if you go into surgery, he's about to put you to sleep. You're you're pretty vulnerable. (laughs) (laughs) uh, It it reminds me of this I, had a, I met a guy who was a CEO of an insurance company one time, and David, he loved God and preached about God probably more than most preachers I know. And when I asked him the question, he gave a statement I never forgot. This was 30 years ago. He said, Bill, my occupation is insurance, but my preoccupation is Jesus. And, uh, Come on. and I thought, wow, that's a good way to put it. You know? So I'm, a, I'm afraid one of the failures we make, we try to make a distinction between the sacred and the secular. You know, we... We say, well, what we do on the on, on the weekend at church, that's the sacred, and we act mm-hmm. different. And then we say, but the secular over here, you know, this is 
This is the part God's not looking at. And I believe that we got to realize there's not any difference. You know, the, the marketplace is not less sacred than the church. Your work, your ministry is to love people, pray for people, serve people. And, and when we when we add value that way, I think it makes all the difference in the world. And, uh, you know, I could, you know, I, I, I love, well, I, I want you to, yeah, and, and I want you to, and I want you to, to add a little bit more in just a few minutes that we have left here. But I, I uh, you know, I'm thinking about what you said, and I was thinking of the difference in, I think it really is just loving people, just caring, yeah. because there's always somebody in the world, no matter really, you know, what industry it is. I mean, it's it's probably more so maybe in the, you know, in, in, in direct businesses where, you know, where you're maybe dealing with sales or you're dealing with, you know, uh, companies that are going after profit. A lot of times people will take advantage of you and somebody's always yeah. wanting something from you. So when you have a customer, I think sometimes, you know, I know as a believer, you know, I, I, I kind of just do my thing and, and go through. We take it for granted because it's who we are. But it stands out to customers when they when they see somebody that doesn't want to take something from them, but genuinely, I think genuinely has a, a cares about helping them and partnering with them. And I think yeah. that it, it starts there. And, uh, yeah. you know. And, and that's where you, you know, and then, you know, it's one, one it's kind of that statement that, you know, that you, that you hear a lot, you know, uh, uh, what is it? No one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And when they, exactly. when they know that it's like something, yeah. something happens and they pay attention and then they want to know okay. more because you're different. And I think that's where the yeah. Bible maybe talks about peculiar people, you know, we're different, you know, uh-huh. we're, you know, right. I mean, uh, but, but, but yeah, but, but the, I, I, yeah. you hit it right on the head, man. Marketplace is, the, is, is the place yeah. where, you know. I, if you look at that's where Jesus spent all of his time. He did. That, that's what he he went out and got fishermen and and uh, and and he went out and got tax collectors. You know, that's where he went to. He didn't go to the synagogue and get the Pharisees. That's where he that's where he got his fruit from. I'll tell you something. You you would appreciate it probably more than anyone I've told because because you're in this you know you're in a lot of work of training and teaching. But I remember years ago, I was highly impressed. I never told the guy at the time that I was a pastor or even a Christian. But I went to buy a car. I didn't know exactly what kind I wanted, but I went to the Hank Aaron dealership over there in uh, uh, Union City, Alabama, uh, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, the, the former baseball player owns a dealership. And um, it was a BMW dealership. And I went in there to buy a BMW. I, I really wasn't going to buy a BMW. I just knew the ride I wanted and what I wanted. And the more mm-hmm. I talked to him about what I was looking for, the salesman looked at me and he said, listen, I'm a Christian. And he said, and I would love to sell you this car. He said, but I got to tell you, I'd be grieved if I did because this is not what you're looking for. He said, right down the road here, about three dealerships down on the left, is a Lexus place. And if you'll ask for this model, that's exactly what you're looking for. He said, now, if you test it and don't like it, come back here and I'll save this BMW. And David, I got to tell you, I I was highly impressed. He gave away his, his commission and was willing for me to be satisfied to get what I wanted. And I know, you know, you don't see that often, but that was a tremendous way of a guy that I knew God was going to bless because his values were still intact, you know. So mm. just a, that's you powerful see stuff. that every day. Yes. Yeah, that's powerful I, I, stuff. I think, if you're working, I think if you're working with somebody, here's what I'd say to anybody that's working somewhere, and they say, well, how's God going to bless me? I think it's just real simple. There's three ways. It's bring your best attitude to work. You know, just bring mm-hmm. that best attitude. And, and the second is be a great listener. Um, and, and the third is work hard. If I'm working for somebody, be productive. You remember what Jesus said? He said, work not as unto man, but unto the Lord in Ephesians 6, 7. Yes. And, and what he's saying yes. is, and he goes on, yeah, he says, and God will reward you. That means, <clears throat> that means don't worry. Don't focus on whether the supervisor saw you. 
Um, don't mm -hmm. focus on the flaws of the people you supervise. Uh, focus on giving your best to the people and honoring God with your work. And, and I think if mm -hmm. you do that, you can lay your head on the pillow at night and feel good about it. And in the end, God rewards and honors. I, I believe you sometimes sow to the east and reap from the west. You know, you may have mm -hmm. those days that you did your very best and you didn't see anything, but God saw it. And then one day it comes out of nowhere. And, and that's the part yeah. you love, you know. Yeah. One more question, Pastor. One more question. I mean, because you, you, I mean, I could talk to you all night because you get me, you know, your 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 answers just spawn another question. But I mean, it, and it also, I think, it, how important is it that you know, as a believer, let's say you're in between. Let's say you're something because we've all been there where you know you're you're not maybe where you want to be, but you're somewhere. And you know, as a believer, and how important is it to show up and work? you know, diligently and work as under the Lord, not only because he'll promote, but, you know, th they'll yeah. notice. There, there yes. is somebody that'll notice. You know, I, I've seen, I've heard testimonies of people that have gone in and, you know, and served and somebody will notice them and, and, and they'll get yeah. pulled out of the crowd. And I believe yeah. that wholeheartedly there, there's lessons inside of that. And uh, I've gone through many of those in my life. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. something, and, and I'm a, I'm a person that, that 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 I believe that you know when, once you go through something like that, the Lord uses you to recognize and find people that might be diamonds in the rough or people that are going right. you know that are in that place. And and I think that um, you know, so I think That's there's right. other people out there, and it, it doesn't always yeah. work that way. But I, I think that sometimes God uses that for promotion. That's true. Your your greatest witness at work, if you're in a, if you're in that secular workplace, your greatest witness is not what you say. It's not how much you say. Praise the Lord, and I'm praying for you. Your greatest witness is how hard you work and how much you add value to that team and company. And and, and you'll gain credibility when you do talk about your faith. Now they're going to listen. But they're not going to listen mm -hmm. to somebody that never shows up and always complains and doesn't do any of the work. But they'll listen to somebody that produces and somebody that has, you know, they can respect. And so yeah. that's what you want to earn. You want, you want to earn that part. And that, that's, okay. that makes, you know, that to me makes all the difference. I had a nephew, I'll tell you a quick question. I had a nephew years ago. Okay got his first job. He said, what do I do, Uncle Bill? And I said, here's what you do. You go to work a few minutes earlier, you stay later, and you ask your supervisor before you leave, is there anything that I need to do? Anything I, I missed? And he got raise after raise after raise until he finally, you know, was promoted to even another place. But he says, that was the best things I ever learned. And, and mm -hmm. you know, it, what it was, the boss noticed, like you say, he, he was aware. Here's a guy who gets you early, stays here late, and never leaves without asking you anything else you need. You know, so... That's your wish. If you want, if you, if you want to grow a business, if you, if you, you know, if you're a business owner and you want to, your, your, your job is to make profit. Why wouldn't you want someone like that? You know, I mean, it, it's hard enough yeah. finding people that buy into your vision. You have someone that does that. It's, it, that's words of wisdom there, Pastor. Yeah. Well, two things, man. I tell you this. You know, I know that uh, I, I, when you get back down to Florida again, I know you're extremely busy. Make sure you reach out to me if you got some time. I definitely want to want to take you to dinner and uh, and I know you're I sometimes down in the Florida area. And then secondly, yeah. I want our listeners to be able to connect with you. And I know you're doing so much. And, uh, you know, if you could tell us a little bit about uh, about your leadership, uh, your leadership curriculum, yeah. Bill Purvis leadership, and just a little bit of how someone can connect with you. Um, we're, yeah. This is on iTunes. This is on Spotify. It's on Anchor. And then, of course, it's aired Facebook Live. And so how, what are some ways that our listeners can connect with you? Yeah, the, the main ways is, is bpleadership.com. And that's the that's the website. And um we're growing. We've got more leaders that have come out of there that say, I started just receiving it once a month and listening to it. And I send notes and, and, uh, and recordings and, uh, and they will, if they, if they pledge on to become a subscriber, it's only 
uh, it's only a, a small amount each month. I think what uh, like ten bucks a month. But mm -hmm. you'll get it in your office or your home, whatever we send it to you. Fact is, is that you'll get that each month by the. But you also get access to everything I've ever done, which is like, mm -hmm. oh, it's it's thousands of lessons on almost every subject, hiring and firing, confrontation. So it's amazing. I just opened up the vault and said, if they're willing to step in for nothing, hardly, you know, you can get a, you can't even get a happy meal and and uh, and, and yeah. prize off part of that. But we can change your I life. I spend that two days at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, two days at Starbucks. Yeah, I'm with so you. BP uh, leadership, okay, and 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 make yeah. sure if you're listening, guys, we're gonna put that into the uh, comments on Facebook. But if you're listening on iTunes and Spotify, um, you check out uh, Pastor Bill Purvis and his leadership. There's thousands of lessons in there, and it's 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 for this lesson you could get a couple of days in Starbucks. So if you want to invest in your leadership, I always know when someone's serious, Pastor, because you know they're, they're not just listening to something like this, but they they take the time to to, to sow into something that's going to help them. So. I hope every single person listening uh, uh, finds out about that. Now, I know you got a lot of books, um, but you know what? Uh, you know, when, with regard to leadership, what's what's one book that you know somebody can uh, somebody can uh, purchase that will help them as well? Because I know you're 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 best-selling author and you do a lot with that. Yeah, well, my, one of mine, obviously, my first one that make a break for it. Then I would I'd mm -hmm. recommend anything by John Maxwell. That's who I was mentored by. I'm honored that he'll even call me his. You know, he. He calls me his son, and I know he has a lot of sons, so uh, I'm part of a big family there. But but uh, anything by John Maxwell is fabulous. Uh, I, I'd recommend it highly. He'd probably the, he's my go-to guy if there's nobody else out there because he's always growing. He, he's never stopped. Mm -hmm. So awesome. that, that's what I'd recommend. Make a break for it by, by myself and, and anything by Maxwell. That's a great book. We'll, we'll hit it, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, well, Pastor, man, I want to – I want to thank you for, for hanging out, and I know you're extremely busy, and this is the end of your day, and I just want to thank you for taking time, you know, family time out to, to, to be on the podcast. My I want to thank sir. you, and I hope your listeners realize, I'm telling you this, I meet a lot of leaders, and, and there are a lot of guys that are trying, you're the guy that's there, you deliver, David, and uh, I hope they'll appreciate what you got, and go to school on your shots. You know, we don't have to make all the mistakes yourself. Learn what you've learned, and uh, and, and I promise you it'll make a life better. So you're one of the guys I, I go to, I listen to, I I don't contact you as much. I try to tweet you, retweet you, and all that. Sometimes send a note, but but whenever I, I pick up your material or I listen to you for a moment, I just want to go out and do something. So you you're awesome, David. Thank you for the privilege of being with you tonight, uh, Pastor Bill Purvis. Thank you so much. Uh, we're privileged to have you on, and I look forward to seeing you again, sir. You have a wonderful, wonderful week. All right. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. All right, guys. Purvis, um, um, make sure you check out. Pastor Bill Purvis uh, on Bill Purvis Leadership. I want to tell you, um, you know, he's a humble guy, but he is he is outstanding in the cu curriculum that's available uh, on his uh, website. It's in the comments. Make sure you check it out. And I think it's nine ninety nine a month. So I mean, it's 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 uh, it's he's giving it away because he cares about people. And um, listen, we've got a uh, a guest coming on here very soon as well. I'm honored to have some of these guests, and and uh, we've got Pastor Mark Batterson. Um, he's a best-selling author. This is a brand new book. It's not even released yet, and uh, it's being released, I think, this month. And it's called Double Blessing. Mark Batterson. Um, he, you'll know him from Chase the Lion and, and other best-selling books. And um, let me tell you something. We've got some great, great guests. Also, we've got an up show, upcoming show with uh, with uh, Doctor um, uh, with um, uh, Jimmy Ka Jenny Catron. She's a, a consulting. 
uh, expert, for, uh, consults Fortune uh, 500 companies. And, uh, and, and does a lot of business coaching. So look, we're gonna sum this up. I wanna thank you guys. I know this is cutting into your personal time. We're gonna wrap this up in a couple of minutes. So look, we talked about developing a clear mission and vision. And I think the key word that I wanna leave with you guys is clear, right? At the heart of every great company is a clear sense of purpose. And in my experience, the times when I failed, the times when I haven't made it, the times when I've jacked up, you know, even in my family, you know, I, it, listen, if you're, if you're listening right now and you're going, man, I'm not a business owner, then look, whatever it is you do, you're leading somebody. And I want to encourage you, leadership is influence and, and don't discount yourself. You're impacting someone's life. If you're walking this life journey and you turn around and one person is following you, that my friend is the definition of a leader. And so Write down your family's mission statement. Write down your family's vision, vision statement. Write down a vision statement for your marriage. Write down a mission statement for your company. If you run an apartment, write it down. If you, if you pick up trash, if you, whatever it is you do, write down a clear mission and vision statement for those that you're impacting. And the key there is clear. And, and, and because I, in my experience, you know, it's, it's if you want to hand it off, and the Bible says in Habakkuk, it says, write the vision and make it plain so and that's the key word. We, we always leave it at write the vision and make it plain. And we do it for ourselves. And we just kind of stick it away and go, if I need to come back and revisit this, it's here for me. But it's not for you. Listen, you've got it written down in your heart. You know where you're going. The vision and mission needs to be written down for this purpose. Write the vision, make it plain, plain, simple. Pastor Bill Purvis gave his nephew just simple advice. Those, that simple advice resonated and got his, him promoted in, in, in time and time again. Why? Because write the vision, make it plain or make it simple so that, comma, so that those who see it will pick it up and run with it. If your vision is big, I say this all the time because this is, this is my message. If your vision is big, it requires people. If your vision is, 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 is worth its salt, it requires people. If it's, if it's little, if it's tiny, then, then I got a question. Is it a God vision? But if it's big, even over, overwhelming sometimes, maybe you dream a dream that has a lot of people and a lot of impacts, a lot, a lot of lives being impacted and you wake up in the morning from that dream and it's just you and maybe one other person. I'm going to challenge you to begin walking that dream out. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Invest with a clear sense of purpose. If it's just you, then write it down and put it in front of you. Don't tuck it away so that you, when you see it, you'll pick it up and run with it. Why? Because what you're doing is you're running with vision. You're practicing. So I'm going to tell you something. Write it down. Your company's values, write them down. I believe that, that having a value, right, is better than selling value. Selling value is great. We talk about selling value. Show your values. Sell your values. Don't sell with value. Sell your values to those around you. Create a culture of purpose, core beliefs, values, and customers. Core beliefs, it, it, those 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 things that are that are on the inside of you that, that don't get shaken. That, you know they get shaken, but they don't ever come apart. Right? They're core values, and regardless of what you're going through, those core values are there. Corporate culture, company culture, family culture, culture that you it starts with you, the leader. All right. So get that mission statement, get that vision statement, put goals down. How to make the company serve its customers how the company meets its employees' needs, what the company does for its owners. You got to write that down. You got to get there. All right. Hey, listen, I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me. And I just pray blessing over you. Father, I just bless every person that's watching right now, God. I just pray, God, for every faith-based person or even those who aren't, Lord, that they will see and feel something different in this podcast, God, that they'll know that putting you in the center of their business, putting you in the center of their activity will make the difference. It'll begin to shift. 
It'll begin to change. Father, I just pray that lives are being impacted. God, that we'll just get this on the inside of us. Why? Because we have people that work for us that want to care. People that work for us that we want to want to do it because they want to, not because they have to. Father, I just thank you for that in Christ's name. Amen. Hey guys, thank you so much. I want to thank those that are listening on iTunes. I want to thank those that are listening on Spotify. If you're listening on Anchor, thank you. Um, if you're watching this on Facebook Live, and uh, I, want to, I want to ask you to share it to somebody who needs it, um, and hopefully it'll impact their lives. Don't forget, uh, Mark Batterson, Pastor Mark Batterson is going to be coming up, and uh, we'll see you next time on After Hours. I'm David Villa. Have a wonderful, wonderful night.